Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Forth Show. My name's Carl Mann and we're here once again to talk about all things Apple related and all the whatnots that's gone on in the world related to that company over there in Cupertino. As always, I'm not alone. First up, joining me this week, Matt Barton. How are you, sir? Hello. Yeah, I'm okay, mate. A bit wet because it's been absolutely <laughs> hammering it down in London today and I got caught in the rain. But yeah, I'm cool. Apart from that. Got caught in the white rain? Caught in the rain. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think of the lyrics to that song. Do you like Pina Colada? That's purple rain, are you thinking no. of? No. Do you it? like Pina Colada and getting caught in the rain? Blah, 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 blah. God, doesn't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, also join us this week, Rick McCorrison. How are you, sir? Very good, thank you. I watched the keynote yesterday, the correct one this time. Oh, well done. Uh, which is good. Um, I was away during it, so I was just um, listening in on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, um, I'm fine. Right. Oh, sorry, I was just distracted by saying in the chat room then. Um, someone says it wasn't on the show again. Who was on the show last week? I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, well, anyway. Um, who's next? Join us also this week, Barry Gentleman. Are you still employed this week? I am still employed. And what I thought I'd start doing in the intro piece is actually telling you what I've been up to so you can gauge um, my level of interest. It's been quite an interesting week. Mm-hmm. So th- this, this week I've been... Um, trying to get Aruba Network's ClearPass policy manager to talk to the API on Palo Alto firewalls. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad what you brought that up. Hell? So I was just having the very same thought about the parallel autos and me, me boobs and all that. That's what we hear, Baz. <laughs> Even I was bored of that, I'll be honest. <laughs> See, Barry should record an audio book because, uh, you know, you could just play that to your kids and it will send them straight out talking about network shaping and packeting <laughs> packages and all that. And as you just heard in there, also join us, Mark Chappell. How are you, sir? Not bad, Carl. I can almost walk again after doing my first ever half marathon. Oh, yes. It's a, it's a struggle, but I can just about walk. Where did you come? 20,739th, and I did it out of 57,000, and I achieved a new PB, because it's the first one I've ever done, of two hours, 15 minutes, and 39 seconds. Oh, good How stuff. many competed? 20,740? just said 57,000. 57, Someone's just not paying attention, as uh. usual. <laughs> also joined us this week, we have Mr. Paul Cacao, digital artist himself. How are you, sir? Oh, look, I am, team. I'm all right. Yeah, not bad. Been up to much? Uh, yes, um, which we'll come to later, I guess. But um, next week, I'm taking all my students to Eurogamer Expo, which is uh, Europe's largest consumer computer games trade show. And all the kids can be drawing for a couple of companies, drawing on the stand, drawing on the stage. It's going to be absolutely nuts. But setting it up is driving me nuts. <laughs> but if they're well behaved, he's bringing them back again as well. Uh, you know, I'll give, I'll give my best shot. I haven't lost one yet. Uh-oh. Now, uh, who Obviously, we're going to come to your opinion of the new iPad Pro a little bit later. But first, before we do that, let's go and check in with Missy for her news roundup. Let's mount up. The new live photo setting on the iPhone 6S has apparently caused concern for some folks. (laughs) Gawker. They believe Apple will be constantly monitoring your audio and video while the application is in use. I'm assuming they think all this sensitive data will be uploaded to Apple's new and secret storage service. You know, iSpy. 
With the pre-orders for the iPhone 6S going live last Saturday, demand has been very high for the new Rose Gold edition. My sources tell me that this is, in fact, the very color that Madden has decided to go for himself. I think this is wonderful news, and I look forward to the results following his obvious upcoming gender reassignment surgery. The UK's GCHQ has published a report stating that users should use less complex passwords and reduce the amount and variety of characters to actually increase their online security. Complex passwords are really frustrating, said a spokesman. I mean, it's as if these users don't want us being able to pry into their files at all. Crazy, huh? And finally, those plucky folks over at PC Advisor have put together a list of everything we can expect in the new iPhone. Wait, what? We already know what to expect in the new iPhone. Better camera, new taptic engine, 3D touch, rose gold color option, and what? Huh? Oh, they mean the iPhone 7. Oh, what the f***? Really? Really? Jeez. There we go. Once again, the lovely Missy there with her news roundup. So, yes, I... Well, let's actually, before we get to the phones and stuff, let's deal with some old new, old business, not old news. The prediction quiz results are in. Yes. And for the first time ever, Mr. Cole Madden is the champion with 10 points. Although there is some controversy, isn't there, Rick? It's a fix. It is it's a, a fix. fix. It's not a fix. It's a flash. It is a flash. There's a it's special. Flash. There's a special <laughs> piece the of hardware. The flashing is not itself a flash. Oh, it's not a flash, is it? It's but a it's, screen. But it's the way it does it. Apparently, there's a specific chip in there that makes the f- a screen flash three times brighter than normal. So it is oh, actually that's hardware. That's just an access. No, 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 no. Anyway, so I came in first with uh, ten points. Adam came in second with nine points, and you, dear listener, you came in third with eight. Um, points all together then that was followed by Gazmaz with five points then Rick with four points and who's this boy at the back with two and we pressed he got two that's not my fault because Apple just didn't share my vision so I'm classing myself as a moral victory right you can class yourself all you want it's not a victory though dude anyway but uh, yes so there we go so that's the uh, prediction results thank you very much for everyone participated and of course next time Apple do an announcement we'll probably do it all again because it's what that shows though that quiz is that um, because none of us had any insight into it particular insight into it um, except Matt I suppose but um I didn't listen to any of the rumours or read any of the rumours stuff. So what that tells you is that the rumours are correct, right? Because you read all the rumours, Carl, and you produce what those rumours said into the quiz. I didn't read any of them and came last. So the rumours are true. They are There are leaks from Apple. No, so, yes, the way to look at it is some rumours are true from certain sources. You can look at it and say, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good educated guess. But you've got to remember, a lot of the rumours are often negative rumours. So they're not necessarily the ones that are true. They're the necessarily link bait. But you can often say, like a lot of people, I think Matt will sound this out as well, is a lot of Czech journalists do have inside people, you know, probably to John Grubus of the world and, and, and folks like that. They do know people inside Apple. So it's pretty... Mm. I mean, Mark Gurman obviously knows someone really deep inside Apple, all the stuff he comes up with. Um, sometimes he gets the timing wrong, but most of the time he gets the rumours right. He, he's like, he, like all the things that came out just last week, he he had his. Yeah, he he's had got he's got on. pictures on somebody, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely got something going on there because um, he nails it virtually every single time. It's it's so strange. But uh, I tell you what, we've had this week, strangely enough, 
Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! We've had some mail in! We did! So actually, someone has actually used the email and contacted the show. Can you believe this? No, we have an email? Not. Yeah, we have an email. It's amazing, isn't it? So this is from John Manwaring, or Mainwaring, or Man- Mannering, as I used to you know, think of, it, of, of Dad's Army and stuff. And um, he's got some questions for us uh, based on uh, the announcements last week. Because he's thinking, he says one of the questions this week is, is this the time to switch to an iMac from a PC? Skylight yes. Studio. <laughs> Let me just read what he says. I'm a PC user, also a professional graphic designer, who uses Photoshop and Illustrator for far too many hours each day. The iMac has been on my bucket list for years. I used to get far too excited over watching Steve Jobs and found new versions, but as I'm a natural-born tight bottom, I'm going to say there, I've stayed at home with home-built PCs and just dribble when keynotes happen. Uh, with Skylake now out, I was hoping that the September 2015th event would include new 27-inch iMacs with a huge internal update, i.e. Skylake Core i7, faster SSDs, DDR4 memory, along with new chipset goodies. Um, Skylake includes iSight cameras, or iSight cameras indeed. Um, so he's asking, is this a good time to switch to PC? I'd say no at the moment until this next rev comes out, obviously. You mean switch to a Mac? Yes, sorry. I mean, you guys just, You guys are in companies all the time that use both PCs and, and Macs. I know particularly you are, Rich. So um, what, is, what, what would he be looking at? What would be the advantages of getting a Mac at this point? Um, well, traditionally, Macs have always been used for, or mostly been used for graphic designing and stuff. So Photoshop um, and Illustrator, they just, they just seem to be, for whatever reason, and it's not necessarily that they're better, I don't think. Um, it's just that if you're in, if you're in media, you tend to like pretty things, and Macs are pretty pretty things, aren't they? And also, if you if you start working on a Mac because the the they're prevalent in your organisation, then you're going to get used to that, and you'll probably be better at using it. So you end up they just end up being more common. Um, I wouldn't say that they're any better. Then, if you've got a decent PC and use the Photoshop, if you use Photoshop, then they're probably pretty much the same, to be honest. But um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as as long as any time after 1997 is a good time to get a Mac, so just dive in. You're only delaying the inevitable. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you go for a brand new one, or you can always look in the refurb store as well. I normally do some quite good deals in there. But get uh, an iMac. Don't get a Mac Pro because unless oh, you're yeah. doing, we only get Mac Pros now for our 3D graphics guys or um anyone that's working on even the final cut guys can get by with mostly with um iMacs but if you're just doing photoshop and um illustrator unless you're doing some really high-end stuff the, the good iMacs are what you need really indeed Here's second question apple tv will it, will it access locally stored content on my nas or is it just a tv version of itunes which only has access to streaming content uh, or stuff through itunes i currently have all my music and tv shows on the four terabyte lancy nas i access the content via the ps3 um which is okay but very basic i love the amount of itunes i'd love to be able to mount itunes onto my nas and get the apple tv to use it, using it to access my stuff without the need for PS3 or any laptop desktop being switched on. So this is the thing. This is what it looks like because the Apple TV 4 is going to allow apps. So there's already VLC have said they're going to produce an app or try and produce an app. Plex is going to do that. So that would access all the stuff on your NAS. And of course, if you just point your iTunes library to a file on your NAS, that would work as well. You could stream from your NAS. That's what I currently do. All works well. Um, and his last question, Apple Watch. Your thoughts on the new dark blue gold sports watch? Is cool combination or just a cheap looking version of the watch edition? 
Mm. <laughs> uh, well, I, I looked at, with option two. I looked at no. I think I think that combination of that gold sports and that deep blue. Of course leather, you do. You just ordered the rose gold iPhone. Yeah, we'll come to that in a bit as well. Um, yeah, so I think I think it does look quite nice. That particular edition. I've already got my eyes on someone. Uh, a watch for someone at Christmas, actually. So we'll see how that all holds out. Um, Is this your alter ego? That yes. me, I look forward to getting that. Yeah, right. Right, so... He's got two risks. One one for one risk. Um, can I answer question one? Because this really bodes well to how quickly my brain is processing tonight. <laughs> but you went on so quickly from question one to question two. On the graphic design Photoshop Mac PC question, I use both as well. And the there are, some, there are little niggly areas on PC that irritate me. There are little niggly areas on the Mac that irritate me, but there are fewer on the Mac. But the thing that is better on the Mac than is the PC are all the built-in swipe to change, you know, the multi-touch things that you've got on the trackpad on the laptop or in the Magic trackpad. Mm-hmm. So I use Windows 10, um, and it's okay, but the, the, the multi-touch gestures are not as good as the multi-touch gestures on the Mac, and I prefer using that on a, uh, uh, for Photoshop Illustrator. Hmm. Well, there you go. Thank also, you. Photoshop on a 27-inch 5K iMac is tremendous. <laughs> so, but, I mean, if he's using, if he also hasn't said if he's using CC versions because the CC versions of Photoshop and Illustrator are exactly the same on a PC and on a Mac. It's only the extra kind of features, yeah, like the gesture sets and the screen resolution you get on the 27-inch iMac and that kind of thing that makes that next step. Okay, well, thanks for your email there, John. Uh, hopefully we've answered your questions there. And so let's move on. iPhone ordering. Yes. <laughs> so I was, I was that chappy who was uh, up at 8 o'clock on a Saturday, which is unheard of. Well, it's not really because I wake up. I'm not always in a, a very good condition when I wake up on a Saturday morning. But to, this week I was. And so I waited there for 8 o'clock. My web browser open on Apple's site and my iPhone open on the, on the App Store site. And sure enough, the App Store on the app came back a lot quicker than the website. And I went through the ordering process without a hitch and I ordered my <laughs> rose gold um, phone, which now I've seen certain pictures that makes it really, really, really look pink. Really look pink. It's definitely pink. <laughs> Yeah, but when it was like shown off on the day, it didn't look that pink. Now, here's the thing, Matt. I want to ask you, because you, sh- you probably know this. If I do get it and I do not like this pink color, how long have I got to return it before? <laughs> uh, 16 days. 16. You sure? Not 14. Yeah. Why is it 16? That's a bit weird. So we'll see. So if I do that, I probably have to end up waiting because already the shipping dates have um, dropped or extended to three to four weeks for the new phones. So that's kind of troubling, but we'll see. We'll see. What did you? So what did you? I know you obviously you went for the six plus, and I know you went for the rose gold. What size did you go for? The one two eight or sixty four? Sixty four. Well, sixteen is ridiculous. We got some comments about that coming up in our latch question, but. Uh, yeah, 16 is just too small. Um, I struggle with a 16 on my iPad, but uh, 64, I've never filled it up on my my previous phone. So 64 gig is perfect, but I wish there was a 32 gig option. Okay, because I ordered my 6 Plus, because I've actually decided to go for the 6 Plus this time. Um, and I ordered mine in Space Gray 128 uh, a couple of days ago. And again, I'm getting that on the 25th. Well, I've just quickly checked now before the show. The one, I think I did the Space Grey. It says three to four weeks now. Um, so you're just jab very, 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 very lucky, it seems. <laughs> or they're lying <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, anyone else order one? No. No, haven't been around. No, sadly not. 
Carl thought Mark had. Okay. Uh, I have, but I'm already having a bit of buyer's remorse because I, I'm looking at it, what I do with it. It's like, do I actually really, really, really need something that's like however much faster than the previous generation other than the fact it's a new shiny? I say this now, and when it comes in, I'll probably get it out to review it and then accidentally forget to send it back considering that my Apple phone, that, oh, sorry, my iPhone that I have now is a little bit worse to wear. But I don't know. It's like, all right, so you've got this brilliant desktop-class processor. Um, okay, that's brilliant. Uh, is it going to make my emails any better? Is it going to make my Twitter and my Facebook any better? And I'm trying not to be cynical about it. You know, it's, it's obviously... It's, the, only th- the good thing that I think about cynical. having something so incredibly fast is that I should hopefully extend the battery life because it's obviously going to... If they've kept the same thermal dynamics, it, I would imagine it will do the same process in a fraction of the time. So instead of taking two seconds to process something, it will do one second, which is why they can get away with the decreased battery life. And the smaller battery is the bit that worries me a little bit, if I'm honest. That's not cynical. That's, that's common sense. That's, you're using common sense there. I mean, if your current phone is doing everything you need it to do, there isn't, no one's putting a gun to your head and saying, order this new one. I mean, that's uh, the point. That's what a lot of people decide to do. You know? But it's, so it's just new wait. and it's shiny. Yeah, but that's nothing. That's not, <laughs> new and Yeah, but that, that's only Carl that works on that basis. I can understand why Barry... And Rick, yeah. and in essence yourself, haven't gone down that route because you guys are all using either six. You're using sixes, aren't you? So you guys are all on sixes. Yeah. Uh, whereas I was on a five S, so this was my time to upgrade on this one for here for this country. So that's the reason why I did mine. I knew Carl would do his because it, it's come out in rose gold. So um, that's a good enough reason for Carl to buy one just because it's in rose gold now. I'll tell you another thing as well that's sort of making me think about buying one is you only get so long before you get a reasonable resale value on an older iOS device before yeah, exactly. you know it's pretty much not worth the hassle of selling it. So I think the, the one to one and a half year mark on the previous device is where is where you really are going to get the best money for your device second hand. So not not me sway me, but I honestly don't know. I'll get it. I'll try it. Um, Especially now that my iOS, my iPhone six is pretty much dead after this weekend. (laughs) Um, But we'll see what the, see what the Apple store says on Saturday. See, that's exactly why Uh, I do it. Yeah. I'd speak to you about your one, Mark. This is exactly why I do it. So I, cause I know I'm going to sell it for, over half price of whatever the new one is and this is how i keep financing my next phone however if apple bring that um that option that they've put into the states currently if they bring that to the uk next time then that will probably be it i'll probably just sign up to that because i've, I've done some maths and um clive hammett on our google plus site he done some maths and it turns out that that's actually a pretty good deal if it stays pretty much one for one as how it is in the states and also, it will have a great impact on the second-hand market because oh. suddenly there'll be less second-hand iPhones going around, which means that people will probably buy them refurbished from Apple. And then Apple get their oh-so-beloved C startup because everyone's buying refurbished phones um, from Apple. Exactly. So what you do, is, just in case you're not aware of it, is you purchase the phone from Apple. Uh, you sort of Basically, you're leasing it for two years, except after the first year, you can go in and trade it in for the brand-new one. As long as your phone is in good condition, there will swap it out and then you'll carry on paying for the next year but they'll renew it as well so you paid for a year and then when you get the new one you'll renew it for another two years and you continuously link the paying for that so if whenever you decide not to do it you still got to pay for the extra year that's how it that's how it works so it seems like a pretty good deal I mean, if, if you know you've only got to pay 36 quid a 
a month or whatever, rather than 700, 800, 900 quid. I mean, obviously, the price, the 30 quid price will adapt depending on what option you go for. But, you know, if you're paying it on, uh, on the never, never, seems okay. If Have they defined that. what is good condition on like returning? The, the no dents, no crack screen, power button works, you know, all the usual stuff. Oh. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with mobile phone tariffs because, you know, they say that mobile, time, mobile phone tariffs are high because you have to subsidise the phone. Well, now, suddenly, Apple have taken that away from them and they're subsidising their own phones. So, I mean, I'm really, really lucky. I'm with three and I get sort of like 2,000 minutes, 5,000 three to threes, unlimited text and data for £12 a month. Mm-hmm. So it just, I'm better off buying a phone at the minute. They're working out how much it costs me to pay it off per month on my credit card, plus a bit more. I know it's not the best way to do it, but purely because I just can't get a decent tariff on there. So this, this I think, is hopefully the shake-up that may catalyse you know, the, the mobile phone tariffs to actually you know, be of some more reasonable value. Mm. We'll, see, we'll see how it shakes out, because obviously um, in the States, they've got different carrier rules over there, and it's a lot more... I'm not sure if it's competitive or not. It seems very biased to, in the favour of the carriers over there. Over in the UK, I think we a lot we go a lot easier. Uh, even though we moan and bitch about our carriers over here, you can get some pretty good deals on all we can eat data. And it actually, I've never hit a limit. So, yeah, that's the thing in the US and same with Canada as well. It's so much more expensive per month for your phone. Yeah, for actually what you're paying for it because you are limited on what you can choose, and they do data cap everything. Hmm. So we see. So I tell you what, I did spot this week though. Again, again, again we had the um, announcement which garnered world attention, world press attention. Then we had the day the phones actually went on sale, which was on the news as well. Uh, when they release next week, we're going to get that on the news again. Um, so Apple's basically getting three strikes here. The same news story, and yet the other week, poor old Samson, mm. they had they had their event, and no one seemed to give a blind bit of notice. And I just wonder. Why is it that the press alone, not necessarily just the tech press, but like the BBC, ITN, they pay attention to what Apple does, but they don't really care what these other companies are doing. And and I just wonder what you think that is. And do not slip into fanboyhood here, please. <laughs> just just try I'll, and avoid I'll, it. I won't say anything now. I've got I'll my, say nothing. I've got my finger on the button here for fanboy alert. But um, I just think it's, I mean, why they don't get a fair shake of the towel? I... I had this argument on Facebook, which admittedly is like hitting yourself in the face with a wet kipper and trying to come out smelling of roses. It was that thinking pointless. And they're saying it was the old, old tripe of, well, Apple have disappointed, nothing new, nothing revolutionary. And I just sat back and said, okay, well, Samsung released good handsets. They the build quality, okay, I, I don't know enough to, com- you know, to comment about them. But do I not know enough to comment about them because there's nothing in the press? But if you look at what Apple have done, so they did iOS 9, they released Swift, they, they made it open source, they have a huge, huge impact in designing their own processors. And you know, Samsung, just going buy stuff, package it and put it together. And, you know, what, what really is there to say about it? Um, I knew there was an event on. I then promptly forgot about it because I was rolling over laughing about the whole um, pen incident. <laughs> but what I'm, sa- I'm not saying about, like you, you're not a typical um, your view of Person. the news. Yeah, well, all that. But uh, it just seems to me that even the news, the press, the proper reporting press, well, we'll call it the proper reporting press, they pay so much attention to Apple and then hardly any attention to anyone else. And I just, I just wonder... Why? It's just really weird to me that um, you know. Actually, but can I can I ask? I mean, I, I'm not arguing with you per se because you're 
that much taller and <laughs> you lamp me. But is that fully true? I mean, when the Note Six and Note Six Edge came out, they were there was a lot of press about those two phones. Uh, when the Motorola uh, ENX came out, the new iterations, they got a lot of press as well. There's been lots of stuff about the One Plus One too come out, and people do talk about other phones. I mean, part of it might, I mean, not as much as Apple. And, you know, uh, Mark's comment about Samsung just sort of like buying stuff and sitting together. I mean, last time I looked, Samsung made the chips. Yeah, absolutely. For a lot of phones and whatever. So it, I think there are other companies doing really interesting, exciting things. I mean, my, personally, my, my phone's an HTC because the M8 and the M9 are better for stylized than any other phone, including anything by iPhone, uh, by Apple. So I think people are talking about other phones, but Apple do seem to get an awful lot of press over and above what they did. I, I looked at the keynote, and a, a fair amount of it was iterative rather than revolutionary. Oh, yeah. I thought. So, you know, I'd actually argue the other way around. I think other companies are doing more interesting stuff at times. Okay. Yeah, but it's a premium brand thing. People prefer to talk about premium brands. Yeah, yeah, than, yeah. You know, I'd like if people talk about Rolls-Royce more than they talk about Fiat. Um, people like to it's – it's aspirational, isn't it? I think you know who's um, um, championing your internet connection earlier, Rick. Yeah, well, that just crapped <laughs> out on you. <laughs> it didn't. It was a. Uh, it's was, come back now. That was it's a uh, glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Okay. He was eating a bag of crisps at the same time. Um, yeah. So a week further on, a week on from the announcement, the Apple TV. Has anyone had uh, second thoughts about the Apple TV being a wonderful little thing? No. Uh, I've just bought a new TV. Okay. I was really sure. looking forward to the Apple TV, as you know. I've been waiting for it for a, an yeah. age. We didn't hear from you and Matt last week, so I have no idea what you thought. I thought it was great. I think it was good, uh, good um, that they bought it out and everything. But about a week, in the bit, middle of my couple of holidays, I bought, um, I bought a Sony Bravia. Bravia or something? Yep. Sony TV. Um, and it has Android OS on it, and it's built into it. So there's no other box. It's just Android OS on my TV. And it, it sort of came, and I realized that actually that's, that's the way forward, is having your OS, whatever it is, built into the TV from the start, because it means that I can add all sorts of stuff to it without having any of the little stupid boxes next to it. So I've got MB on it. It's got Plex on it. It's got all iPlayers, all the catch-up stuff. I can add apps to it, games, all sorts of things, and it's all built in. And so when this, um, when they announced the Apple TV, although I was pretty happy about it because I've been waiting for uh, for a while, I did sort of think, well, that's a bit of a step backwards from what I've just got, you know. And and so I, th- I sort of think they should be really looking at not bringing out their own TV, but maybe doing something that Apple never does and it's just not going to happen, is it? But um, releasing an OS, and uh, a TV OS, that they can sell to people and put onto other people's screens. Mm, they don't tend to want to license anything, though, do they? Those days are gone. Last time Tim Cook was in, though, he did, didn't he? And it, it sort of signaled the downfall <laughs> for, for a long time. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, when, it, when it came out, I thought, yep, yeah, great, that's exactly what I wanted about a week ago until I got my new tv and it's um great and everything is wonderful now okay well I'm, I'm still totally um dedicated to getting one my hold, hold one 64 gig version i think um, oh, don't get me wrong i'll get one <laughs> <laughs> so, so how usable how usable is your is the os on your tv then rick because i don't know if that if, was that is that a new thing because t- all every sort of smart tv i've had in the past any pre-baked apps or ios has been so slow and clunky it's yeah, been practically it's, unusable 
Absolutely, I agree with you. And my the TV in my living room, this one's in the kitchen, the TV in the living room is sort of maybe two years old. And, um, and the OS on that is, compared to this one, is, you know, really, really quite... Um, quite archaic and it, it's got dlna and i i play a catch-up and all the other catch-up but but this is a proper computer i mean you can go into it and turn if you want to go into it and turn services off and add bluetooth connections and also you can really go into the guts of it i mean it, it is literally a computer that also has a tv connected to it if that makes sense and cool. it looks really good it works really well um really easy to navigate. The only thing that really annoys me about it is that the controller has a button that says football above it. <laughs> Isn't that a special mode? Isn't that a special like, mode? It's a transformer button. No, it turns no, a remote no. into a football. No, no, no. It's like, some, well, some hang on get, a sec. Some that, get, I mean, some... I, know, I know a lot of people like football, but that just makes me really angry. There are certain tellies that have a smart feature for actually just watching football. Um, uh, the Samsung one has it as well, I think. Um, and it does something to the screen. It even makes it a lot brighter or it puts in some special ve- features in it as well. And um, or offers a replay function. You can like rewind the TV, the live stream or something like that, and you can watch a replay yourself. It really annoys me. It annoys it me about as much as be. kids putting stickers on TVs. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. It's just, it's just encroaching. And I have to look at it every time I look at this thing. It's also got a Netflix button, which is a branded Netflix button, there which is... Go. Oh wow! I can uh, deal with that. I can do. I'm not. I'm all right with that. Quite a big that's button as well. Button? What the heck? Anyway, well, it would be no good with me because I can't stand watching football unless it's a world. Well, exactly. Game. Nor can I. I mean, it could. It could be like a function button or something that could do all sorts of things. Um, the to F- be button. honest, it could say. I'd. I'd prefer it if it said Care Bears above it. <laughs> that would. That would annoy me slightly less. What if it um, said Rugby? Would you be more on board then? Yeah, I'd, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, um, I'd, I'd like that, but I'd still be a bit annoyed. It's just a bit too surely it's it, generic. Surely, genericizing. Surely is that it could a word? work with any sporting event as long as the like, as soon as it detects the cheer, the crowd, the che- the crowd is cheering, it starts recording. It's just assuming that we're all we're all some sort of football <laughs> mad idiots. It's only, it's only because they couldn't get a big enough button to put women's volleyball on there. <laughs> Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the porn button. Um, now, there was some um, brouhaha earlier in the week uh, where people were saying, oh, the Apple TV is going to fail miserably for games because you can only put on a, uh, a, tw- a 20 gig. Sorry, a 20, yeah, 20 gig uh, game. Was that right? Am I getting this right? Was it two, two, 200 meg. I've lost the f- 200 meg. There it is. There's the story. Sorry. Um, and they were saying, my God, hey, you can't, you, you know, most games are not that small. You will not be able to get this on. And it turns out that that's not actually the case. What you can do is get 2.2 gig worth of games on there. But the way Apple is delivering it, because they're doing app slicing now, the first initial part of the game is to, can be a maximum of 200 meg. And then as you start to play that game, it starts to load up chunks of data behind behind the scenes now that's great if you've got a fantastic connection i'm not too sure if you're on some stuck out in the middle of nowhere mark mark and uh he's trying to play a game and it's trying to load up levels behind him it it might he might so what we're saying is mark don't try playing games on your apple tv I get to play the game of life every day, and that's enough excitement as I get. Yeah. What, what I find, the thing with the gaming thing is it's like everyone's saying, oh, 200 meg is not enough for a game. That was based on the old thinking, because you know, now Apple, as you said, they're going to splice things down. They're only going to deliver the assets for your device. It's quite feasible, I would imagine, and Matt will probably have more to say on this than me, that 
once you strip out all the gump and you target one device, one processor, one set of assets, suddenly 200 meg, uh, it, yeah, that's that's reasonable to get you going, Mark. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, and yeah, because it is splicing, and then yeah, you can. It is in essence, it's like caching. So it, it pulls that in that what it wants is it needs more. It caches what it's already holding, and just pulls in more data and more usage as it needs it. And dumps and, it. and yeah, it just basically uses it as it goes through from there. Mm. And it's I'm- not like um, on live, and I think it's where people are getting confused where. Uh, I can't remember who's bought. I don't know, but there used to be a service called OnLive where you could stream um, full resolution PC games to pretty much any device, mm-hmm. uh, and you were just limited by your upload, by your download speed and a bit of latency, and it wasn't too bad to be honest. Uh, but this is nothing like that. That you know, I would imagine, for example, it will download like the first couple of levels and like let's say five levels out of ten and as you start hitting level three or four then it will start pulling down assets as you go along so i think it's actually Mm. quite good because if anything it's going to be better than say downloading infinity blade three which is 2.2 gig and you might not discover all of the content or go for the levels um and just sort of I can see well, the it's not just that. that. You also haven't got to wait for the whole thing to download into your device before you could then play it. Now, so what you I found- can do it and then start and carry on, and it will just is it in the background as it brings the rest of it in. One thing I really want to know, one thing that I did notice and I haven't seen anyone write about is scrubbing on video. If it, is, are we coming up to this, Carl, or have I skipped ahead a bit too no, quick? carry on, carry on. <laughs> When they like so, when they were saying skip forward, skip backwards, and they were scrubbing through the video, that looked pretty damn impressive. Because, like for example, TiVo's, my UView box, everything like that. When you scrub forward or backward, it's like a five-second slideshow. For example, does it sort of? Do you have to have the whole thing downloaded to be able to scrub forward and backward freely, or does it sort of download a small film strip as? before it downloads the whole uh, movie or TV show? Well, that's the thing. If, if it's fast, if it's got a fast connection, if the, if the file is local, then there's no reason why you can't just scrub up and down mm. anywhere because it's not pulling vast amounts of data. It's not pulling a high-definition picture. It's just pulling a thumb, a thumbnail. And, you know, they're not, they're not real. They're not, like, live as you scroll up and down. They're just little chunks, little grabs here and there. So it's when you play how quickly that comes back to life. And again, it wasn't really uh, explained how they were actually doing that on the stage, if it was local content, if it was actually on the, if it was on a Mac somewhere in the iTunes library, or if it was actually on the device itself. I've got to imagine that was on the device itself. Yeah. If, you're, if you've ordered a film, for example, it will start caching straight away and it will let you start watching the, the beginning of the movie as it tries to catch up with the rest of it. So maybe if you start watching the movie and then scrub, you're not going to get such a smooth experience as was demonstrated on the um, on the stage. But, you know, I mean, it's fast enough. There's enough processing power in there now to be able to do this. And if you've got stuff in Plex, if Plex gets into the App Store, if, um, uh, what is it, um, Xbox Media Center gets into the App Store, if VLC gets into the App Store, then, you know, it will be down to your connection over your network or whatever is, is actually running the content, storing the content, and how quickly it will cache and, and what, what restrictions are in, in force there. Because the average HD movie is, is a lot bigger than 200 meg, for example. So, so um, they'll have to, if they're splicing that as well when it comes to media as they are with games, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. And that's something we're not really going to see until we get it in our homes and uh, we actually give it a go ourselves. Gaming is going to be interesting because on looking at that little pad thing, 
it's only on one side. And quite a lot of the games I play use both sides of the screen. So other games... So I assume that you're not going to just be able to say, uh, let's go for one of my old favourites. I assume you're not going to be able to just download Speedboard 2, which is on the iPhone, and play it on your Apple TV. They have to actually rejig and re-release for the Apple TV. So we're probably going to have not... So my question is, a lot of the back catalogue that's out there isn't necessarily going to be available because you can't touch two sides of the pad on the Apple TV. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well... Oh, you mean it's going to be an Apple TV version? Yeah. Yeah. That will, that, that will go into... Just in the same sense that we have games that you can do on your iPhone, but they're different versions on the iPad. It's the same kind of principle. So it will just do it, obviously, with the Apple TV. It will go into the Apple TV App Store, and you will pull it from the App Store and do it that way. Yeah, and of course, to go, there's not every single game is going to be is going to work with it because some games will just not be able to just use the functionality of that small device because they have come forth. There was a rumor that um, they were just going to be able to make games for controllers, and that's been poo-pooed. Apple have now said you've got to make it you run with the remote. So it can also run with controllers, but it has to run with the remote. That way it stops people from buying apps and then suddenly discovering they can't play them. Do you reckon that will they bring in the functionality where you can use just your iPhone is just a controller? That would open up a whole, whole load Again, of games as long as they got they the latency sorted out. They can't do that because they, they cannot predict that that person has got an iPhone. They can predict that they've got a remote, and that's it. They have to be ah, able to yeah, use the remote. Point. Yeah, you can have it set up so it does both, but it still needs to be able to run just through the controller itself. Exactly. exactly. Right. So it's controller first, and then it's a secondary consideration to any other sort of device. Yeah. Now we get obviously they talked about Siri integration, um, and they mentioned HBO and Showtime and countless other ones over there. Hulu, for example. Now we've got none of them really over here in the in the UK. So are we not going to get deep search Siri integration with the with say if BBC do iPlayer or ITV do an ITV player? Are they not going to be? Is it going to be something that developers can do uh, deep reaching with Siri for searches and stuff like that? Because it was. Because they they're obviously talking to the American market, and the rest of us on the planet go, "Hang on a minute, I've got a question." Of course, we are ignored until release day. You're a tiny, loading, significant country. Who cares? <laughs> right, let's get him, lads. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say all those favour. You can get hold of Matt in Bedford <laughs> <laughs> in this we'll... tiny, little, insignificant country. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think we'll we'll definitely get iPlayer. I, uh, BBC are really good about bringing their stuff to every thing aren't they there's they sort of have to um and they have to be available in all, all i don't all places, know don't they? my only argument with that i was thinking about that and you got a good point but the bbc these days are trying to raise so much money that they tend to want you to buy stuff want you to buy stuff ironically from itunes so i don't know if it'll actually benefit them to say yeah, yes we, you can do live streaming but, on an apple tv but, but the difference but is because you know, there's such as push towards the iTunes store for them. The difference is because we pay our TV license at the moment, unless it gets changed, we have the right to watch iPlayer because we have paid for it. We paid for it through our TV license, so we have although we are allowed access to it. Although you don't need a TV, <clears throat> but then you've got to you're, you're not you you can watch catch up, but you're not allowed to watch anything as at the same time it's on the air. So if you're watching, um, no, that's changed. Special, that's changed. That's no. changed. Yeah, you can you can certainly watch Doctor Who when it's streaming and stuff like that. You now have to have a TV license, even if you do not have a TV in your house. If you watch it through catch up or street or um, 
any other principles. If you watch it through a phone, an iPad, or a computer, you have to have a TV license. I, I don't, is that in effect yet? Because I know that's no, coming. Yes. I don't think it is. I it don't is because I got caught talking with it a few about weeks doing ago. it. They're yep. talking about doing it, but they haven't done it yet, have they? No, I yep. thought it, it was actually, I got a letter come through a few weeks ago <laughs> oh dear. Uh, about it because the only live TV stuff I have through my TV is from the US and Canada. Um, and because of changing the address and moving and everything, I got a letter come through saying about it. So I called them up and they said, yes, it's come into effect. Did they asked for your bank account details, last three digits on the back of your card and the signature as well. Uh, well, I do by DD. So I no, just no, did no, my- no, I- I was, I was thinking it might be some sort of phishing scam. Yeah. I no, no, I called them, not them calling me. <laughs> ah, right. Got you. Got you. Well, let, well, let's move on finally to the iPad Pro. Paul, I've wanted to, I wanted to figure out what you thought of the iPad Pro. Being a digital artist, and I know you love your styli, um, I wondered what you thought of the um, new Apple Pencil and uh, just what you thought of the Pro. Oh, blimey. Well, I'll tell you what, this is the first keynote that I've seen in so long where I was refreshing the Apple Store while he was talking, <laughs> going, if that's there, I'm buying it here and now. So, um, and first off, it's it's not massively new. I mean, calling it the iPad Pro, is, even that feels like two fingers up to Microsoft <laughs> uh, with the Surface Pro. Um, I don't like the keyboard. I think that looks not pig ugly, but I don't like it. Now, the keyboard's interesting because we were all thinking, would they hold those three little, um, the power coupling thing? Would that be proprietary? And it obviously isn't because um, uh, Logitech have announced they're going to be doing a keyboard and a few other keyboard manufacturers have said they're doing keyboards as well. So that's good news anyway. So if you don't like the well, Apple one, you can get other company ones. Didn't they partner with Logitech in the first place? I think to they did. Keyboard? Yeah, they did. They did partner with Logitech and yeah. to actually make that Apple one, I believe. But uh, yeah. they also opened it up to third parties. So if you don't like the Apple keyboard, which I'm not a particular fan of, I don't really like the look of it. But uh, I, I, the one that they showed for, for Logitech looked very nice. Mm. Anyway, um, that's the Create, isn't it? Yes. But the, just the idea of a big screen iPad with the processing power to drive it without lag, without, you know, with a good speed behind it, I think it's fabulous. I'm really looking forward to drawing on that. The pencil looks good. Now, the only other problem is, I mean, I kept talking about things that the pencil stylus can do, like turning it on the side and it will shade. And I thought, well, we've had three or four stylus that can do that. Um, but the, so there was so much about it that felt not derivative of others, but what others are doing, but better. So they've taken, well, it's like a typical old Apple story. They've taken what other people are doing. They're just doing it right in some cases. Now, the best styli uh, with a machine are the ones that have got digitized the chip inside, which sort of like decreases the lag. Uh, and I think that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, just this, I want to play with a stylus PDQ. And I'm going to buy it and pre-order it. Hopefully, I'll get it on day one. <laughs> I prefer to play with it beforehand, but I'm trusting that it's good. And, right, Apple stuff... I don't trust on day one. I don't tr- trust version one fully of anything Apple at the moment, certainly not software. Uh, but hardware, you know, I'm a little bit on the fence, but it does look too good. So, cool. yeah, I'm, I'm very much there. What about the size of the unit? Is that a good size for you to use? Uh, well, I've used a few tablets that are that sort of size already. The Samsung Note Pro is that big. The Dell 13-inch is slightly bigger um, and so on. They're not bad. They're not as easy to use one-handed, obviously. Hmm. They're not always as easy to hold on your lap or to sort of like perch on your knees when you're working or bleeding or anything like that. But they're not bad. They're not bad size. Um, I use the Surface Pro 3 a lot at the moment. That's sort of a equivalent size. Um, and it's good fun. It works really well. Uh, Surface Pro 3, because it's got Entrig, 
as a stylus, I like it a lot, but it's not quite as good as Wacom with a digitizer, arguably. See, I'm always um, concerned, like because you've um, you've uh, um, suggested uh, stylus this to me in the past and i've tried hmm. them out like the jot for example and it always comes down to that latency issue there's always yeah. i can always detect a, sometimes a very large lag between me drawing something and then it finally appearing on the screen so now the people who got their hands on in the demo area said that is virtually non-existent and that is kind of I, i'd love to try it. i'm going to definitely try that and if that's actually there then i'm going to come back to you again paul and say <laughs> please can you give me some drawing lessons or teach me how to draw or do something cool. because uh because that is that is really interesting it's, if because and also they're saying because you know when you um like drag a, a jot a, a, across the script glass it feels like there's no friction there at all it's just gliding across and that doesn't feel very natural but there's whatever that little tip is made of in the pencil has got some friction, so it actually feels. It's not quite as good, obviously, as drawing on paper, that, that natural feel, but it's pretty close, these on-hand uh, um, demo people were saying. And that's, that's something I never even thought of. Yeah, but is it friction on the actual material and stylus? Yes. Or is it a little bit of forced touch? Because I was unsure about that one, for what they were talking about. It was, um, I was listening to Renault Ritchie, and uh, he was saying it's actually the little nib has got something mm. that makes it drag across the grass, glass rather than just glide. So... Mm. So that'll be good. Um, really looking forward to seeing how you. I'm just, I'm just want it for media. I'm just gonna, you know, and um, I'm really looking forward. I'm gonna put my money down sight unseen again as well. Uh, it pains me to say. I'll probably get the pencil as well. If I don't like it, I can send the pencil back. But yeah, I'm still impressed. It's quite funny actually. Again, it's always the same with an Apple announcement. There was lots of people at the time going, "Oh, isn't that nice and shiny? I really want all that glass there." And then a few days later, they're listening to various shows and they're saying, "Well, you know, I was thinking about it, and maybe I don't want it and stuff like this." Mm. And that will be exactly true until they see it in the flesh again, and then all of a sudden, "Oh, I want that again." And it's the same for so many other products in the past, like the iPad. Everybody slagged off the iPad when they first saw it, and I remember the press writing some terrible things about the original iPad. And none of them turned out to be true. It was a fantastic device. And, you know, unfortunately, less than a year later, or just over a year later, they made it even better by making it even thinner. And then suddenly we got a bit of bias remorse. Look at my iPad. It's so thick and junky. What's gone wrong? But um, Right. Can I just say, for the record, I was iPad day one. Yes. And not only that, I was in um, Solutions Inc. in Guildford chatting to the staff saying, because um, at the time, uh, the iPad one had come out in the U.S., and it was free, uh, something like a three-month wait for it to come out in the UK or a month wait or something like that. Um, and I was in the Solutions Inc. store saying, yes, but what day is the iPad coming out? Because I want a queue. Hmm. And, and as I was saying it to somebody, somebody came out of the back office and said, uh, I've got an email from Apple. They said they delayed it by another three months. Oh. Read this. And the email from Apple said, we are sure that UK customers will be delighted to know that it's selling so well in America that we've had to delay it in the UK. That's I thought, right. no, I'm bloody not de- delighted. I, that, yeah. I am very much not delighted. Now I've got to import it from the US. I'd totally Urgh. forgotten we didn't get it on the same day. You're right. No, we had now. to wait a long, long time, Matt. Uh, yeah, four months. It was four <laughs> months before it came out in the UK yes. after the release. I think it was a month and then it was a, a delay. Go. And do you know what's even worse? You could go into iTunes and you could pre-buy or download the apps for it as well. So yep. you could, yep. And you had screenshots, you think, oh, I want to use this. And a smart cover. 
<laughs> you could get all of that, just not the device. It's quite fun. And like I say, in various, in various tech presses I'm reading, I'm seeing the same thing. And what they'll do is they'll list the scenario. This product is going to fail because it does not do exactly what I want it to do. Instead of saying, this product, it doesn't meet my expectations, but I'm sure it will meet a lot of other people's out there. No, because I am Mr. Tech Journalist. That doesn't sell clicks. <laughs> why, why Apple is doomed? Because I didn't like the Apple Watch and the guy at the shop didn't come and polish my bits but, for me. And I was it, so outraged by the lack does, of one-to-one attention. Oh, it's just... T- Completely, you read Carl's review as well, did you? It completely clarifies the thing, the problem that is wrong with a lot of tech reporting today is because it does not do what I particularly wanted to do. Mister Twinkletoes here himself is going to fail miserably because I've not been looked after. How dare Apple do something that doesn't is not aimed squarely at me, rotters? This whole section should have the fanboy alert. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's actually playing in Carl's headphones all the time. Actually, can I say something that I thought was a bit dodgy? And it is the thing that scares me about the current Apple, the new Apple, mm-hmm. which is the multitasking, multitasking, the split screen stuff. I don't think we're good. I was a bit worried about that because um, Samsung on the Note Pro, they've got multitasking. You shrink things down to a small window, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. It just doesn't work for me. Surface um, Pro has got the double window thing where you drag in a second window. When they were doing the iPad Pro stuff and they had the film playing in the corner and they were sort of like dragging the window around a little bit and moving it around, it looked more like the Samsung way, which I just can't get on with at all, than with the Surface way. And the thing that it, the industrial design, the hardware design of Apple, I don't really have a problem with. If they say that pencil works, I fully believe that pencil works. I've got no problems with the hardware. Software, Apple, for years, have been fallible at best. Well, yeah. Uh, and if you think of any, um, I still remember a couple of years ago, I had a mate um, and we were joking about one of the iPhone updates. And I said, I tell you what, I'm not going to do it for a week, two weeks maybe. I'm just going to let people do it, read the tech press about all the things that go wrong. And she said, yeah, okay, I'll do that as well. And then she sort of like gave in and said, actually, I'll tell you what, I'm going to update on day one. Updated on day one, it wiped her contacts out. Ooh. And I thought this is, you know, uh, logical. Um, Final Cut or Ping or, or you know whatever Apple do software wise, the first iteration is a little clumsy and there's something wrong and that's what worries me about the iPad Pro. There's this whole new paradigm of the thing they're going to be doing split screen with the um, the pen working and so on. I, I trust the hardware. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I trust the software. Well, speaking of software, of course, today iOS nine came out and uh, apparently straight off the bat issues so if you try to do an over the air update i.e just through your wi-fi um there was an error kept coming up every time you try it you you okayed the uh, terms and conditions and it said there's an error do you want to go to settings and you went to settings and nothing happened so um and it was like that just before i came on air as well so i don't know if they fixed that problem yet. i've done it yep over the I air did it while we were speaking it's working okay so i did it by plugging it into itunes and it just it went it took a while it took like 20 minutes but eventually it went through so then i got to see for the first time which probably everybody else on the planet it seems is running gold master editions and i have no clue i got to see os9 in in the flesh and the first things i wanted to i was pretty i was going to say i'm using the word excited about but that's an overstatement the first things i wanted to see was the new transit option in in maps and see if it included London National uh, National Rail within London. And no, it doesn't. Mm. According to Apple Maps, trains do not exist in London. They are figments of my imagination. This means I should be able to cross in front of them and nothing happened to me. 
They also removed the um, the feature in maps where you could like tap on the search button and say restaurants, banks, shops, pubs, all the other stuff. Um, they removed that as well in iOS 9. Why? Uh, well, I can only hazard a guess from my experience of when I came to that there London village and I had to make the walk from the beer house to try and find a cash point. Uh, and two out of the three cash points on the map didn't exist. Well, <laughs> well that's probably because we Yeah, but you them. were quite drunk by this point as well. No, no, well, no. It, did, right. it didn't help with the fact that so, like, it was calling me to say, where are you? And I've like got 3% battery left wandering so, around London trying not to get mugged. So to demonstrate this, what I did is I went into uh, Apple Maps and I went into Google Maps and I plotted a course using Transport, Transport to my one of my haunts down London, Liberty Bounds, near Tower Hill. Um, so Apple Maps thinks it will take me one hour and 22 minutes to get there using public transport by using the weirdest route I've ever seen in my entire life. However, Google Maps nows it 41 minutes. It's basically one train line all the way down Liverpool Street, and I'm there. Apple Maps wants me to walk to the bus stop, get on the bus, travel to a place called Southby Road, about two miles away, get on the train, circle use the overground in london which is the slowest freaking train ever if you go on a london overground why yeah, it's prettiest all the no it isn't what going through tottenham and everything get out of it right go all the way down and then come across a bit get off there get on the tube go around the go a few stops and then get off at tower hill no that is completely and utterly wrong that's that is adding that is doubling my trip that is not good and since London is one of the, um, the, the you know, announced cities that he's going to work on, I, I dread to think what's going on in other cities around the world where he's working. So once again, Maps becomes a bit of a joke. Actually, to be honest, that sounds like Google Maps for the start of your evening when you go to the pub, Apple Maps when you come home. <laughs> yeah, when you're just feeling, just <laughs> take me anywhere, I don't care. <laughs> this, is, this is an oversight. Matt, Mr. Fanboy himself, right? You have got to admit, this is an oversight. Not having National Rail on that transit within London. It's crazy. And the thing is, the weird thing is, the line is there. The line is actually, all the all the stations are mapped out, you know, with the exits and the entrances. They're all there. It just doesn't see them as a transit option. They used to, though, didn't it? No. Is it ever? It's never, it's never, well, it did when Google was running, you know, the map section before Apple yeah. kicked them out. I was going to say, I'm sure, I, maybe I just, I just use Google anyway. I don't use the map. Well, so am I still going to have to at the moment because all that time and effort of going around mapping all the station exits and entrances and making it all look pretty, it doesn't actually recognise them. <laughs> It's because the Apple cars haven't actually done all the rail tracks yet. They've got to switch over from wheels onto kind of actual track sets. Apple train. Just map them that way. Oh, dear. Yeah. Now, Alex is saying in the um, in the chat room, it's probably a licensing issue, and it probably is. But, you know, they should have, they've had a long time to get this sorted. I mean, Google's managed to do it. Bing, I think, has even done it. So On the what? plus side, it doesn't more than the US. Sorry? On the plus side, it doesn't more than the US. Does them all. Great. Fantastic. I'm so happy for you. But uh, no, I, I was quite disappointed by that. And hopefully, who travels on the train in the US? Me. Oh, yeah, exactly. Who travels on the train in the US? Actually, no one surprised. travels by train in the US. <laughs> so ever since they saw Silver Streak, they don't go on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another thing that we didn't get over here, which is I can't understand either. We were meant to get the news app. The news app is not in the UK version of iTunes, uh, iOS nine. There's nothing there. Uh, is it not on, on iOS nine one? It is. Well, I've got. I've just downloaded the app. Uh, sorry, the new OS today, and it's not there. You have still got the newsstand or whatever. 
it's still there. I've only got one subscription in Newsnow, which is Don's Don's um, Screencast Online magazine. And that's it. No, there is no UK news. I'm struggling to see a lot of different. Well, there actually. isn't because these these are the main things that were different. <laughs> virtually, I, I was going to be able to the... click on my apps and a little menu appear. Yeah, that, exactly. That's no, obviously only in the new iPhone. There's slides. You can do the slide in from the side and the top, and you'll do search. Siri will search things and deep, but deep search things. But they've got to be. Um, the APIs have got to be do, uh, taken on board by developers for that to do. And some, you know, like I did um, do updates on my phone today and I booted it up and it said 18 updates pending. Oh, God. Can we do a special that. camera picture thing? No, because that's, again, because that's tied into the new hardware. Uh, the six, what? 6S. Yep, apparently it's all in, in the hardware. Hang on. Do you want about the actual the news app? So if you tried sliding on the right, yep. uh, sorry, left across, because I've done that and I've just got it in mine. No, there's no, yes, there's new stories. But they don't go in. They just go to the website. They don't actually go to the news app. The news app is not on the phone in the UK version of iOS 9, even though they said it was coming to America, Australia, and UK. Yeah, but they didn't say when. Yes, they, they did. <laughs> actually, that is a good point. I'll be honest, because my beta one's a US one. Now uh, It's in there, obviously on the GM, because that's my US version. Yeah, exactly. But we haven't got it. Now, here's the other thing. So the third thing, the big difference that was going to be in iOS 9 is, of course, Notes, because Notes is now a lot more intricate. You can put maps, pictures of maps and stuff, draw little things on it. However, of course, El Capitan isn't out. If As soon as you try to say, yes, I want to use Notes from now on, it says you do realize you will no longer be able to sync Notes with all of your Macs that are currently running Yosemite. So do you want to upgrade now or do you not want to upgrade now? Well, because I share my notes across all my machines, that's the beauty of notes, I'd say, no, thank you. So, yeah, but you've only got to wait to the end of the month. Yeah, true. Okay, it's another two weeks, granted. It's not a big deal. That one's not a big deal. But it's just frustrating again because that's so it's basically the three big things. But that was the, the same last time when, when 8 came out and obviously with iPhoto. True, true. I'll get, uh, yes, that is true. But I'm just saying, for, so for the three big things that we were meant to get in the UK for iOS 9, <laughs> three things completely found. Are we really saying that a text editor is a main feature of a new OS release, though? No, but they, they made it out it was. So I'm only going on what they said was one of the big features. You've been indoctrinated by the cult of Apple. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure all the other little bits in there that I will discover over. Like, if I go, if I pull across the search, my series suggestions for contacting people is strangely you, Mark, Alex, and uh, my boss at work, and Barry. So it knows well, who, it knows who the, I call a lot or chat to the, a lot. I mean, if you, I mean, if you're on the home screen and you swipe to the left, so you go past screen one, so you go from left to right it does have like the smart suggestions the news not quite sure how it pulls the news and all it seems to be is the 24 7 jeremy corbyn blooming news feed at the moment um has anyone tried siri yet because to my untrained ear siri sounds a little bit better especially the female she sounds a little bit more well, it's very hard to work out have to hold it up to the, have to hold it up to the mic um mark and ask her something i can't because my phone's broken <laughs> oh yes Fine, do you want me to? Go on then. Uh, so what shall I ask her? Because do you I want to do wood, it? Would a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck could chuck wood? Oh, you're, yours will be the American-Canadian Bradford one, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's your tie to America, because if we ask That's you... That's a good point, yeah, mine probably oh, is. Thinking about I could do mine if you like. Go on then. Okay, ask go it, for it. Ask it when Spurs is playing, Tottenham Hotspurs is playing next. I have no idea what you just said. Ask them when Arsenal... 
Ask Press the when, football button on your remote. Press the football button. <laughs> Just ask them when Arsenal's next game is. When is Arsenal's next game? Arsenal faces Chelsea in the London Derby on Saturday at 12.45. What I'm going to have to wash my phone. <laughs> it just sounds the same to me, but uh, that was exactly the same. But, uh, well, I honestly yeah. thought it sounded, uh, there was like, a, a lot less S's and um, plosives. It, I, I don't know, just to me, it just sounded like it was a, a, a lot more human. Well, of course, as the, if we're going to take the full integration of Siri now, it can reach into various apps. We will not be able to use that properly until the developers get their, their act together and get those apps out into the App Store, of course. So that will probably come over the next few days. But I'm still really kind of, at this point in time, disappointed by it. Firstly, I was disappointed by the fact that no Watch OS 2 came out today because they discovered a bug right at the last moment. So they pulled that. So that will probably be, hopefully, just a couple of days away before we get OS 2 for the watch. Uh, so that's kind of disappointing. And then the first thing I did is when I logged into uh, the new iOS 9, I went to the maps, I went to transit, lo and behold, not there. Not there. The the National Rail is, is, is terrible. And yet, like I say, they have probably got to license it, but they should have done isn't that a long time this ago. Contradicting a what you, isn't this contradicting what you said earlier about that the Apple is doomed, it's a failure because it doesn't do this thing that no, I want it to do? No, I'm, I'm sure yep. it will. No, I'm not saying... When did I say they're doomed? Well, when, when did I say you, that? You, you, uh, what's the word? You Hang on, no, I can, I can use Apple stuff and still say this doesn't work properly. I'm not I'm not going to be one of them people. But all you've just done is said about iOS 9 and gone, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this it, doesn't work. It doesn't do what I want it to do. It's useless. I no, don't want to use it. It's useless to me. I haven't said it's doomed because it's not doing any of these things. I'm just saying the things semantics. that we were promised. No, it's not semantics. The things that we were promised. <laughs> we were, pro- were Okay, let me go from a different tact. Were we promised these things or not? No. I'm you were sure. told they were coming in iOS 9 on release date. did not state when it was coming to the UK. Because <laughs> the actual keynote is always done on a US market. No, it said quite clearly America, UK, and Australia on the news thing. It said quite yeah, clearly we to are the happy- UK. Oh, but we are- we- All right, transit directions come into London. Now, what's the point of having transit directions in London when it takes when it doesn't recognise one of the largest rail networks on the planet? But it has got directions, just not the directions you want. <laughs> so technically, they're right. It has got oh, transit directions. Got- they may be useless. It does my trains. It does. It does overground. Overground is a toy railway system. As it well, does. My, it does national rail. No, it doesn't do national rail. That's what I'm, I'm sure- saying. I'm going to check on mine now, but oh, I'm pretty sure it does mine. <laughs> so who's, who's that? Oh, that's, 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 Rick, that's Rick's crappy network run, uh, network connection running down again. But, uh, yeah. No. It's a bit better, but not a lot. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I'm quite disappointed. Hopefully they will fix these issues as time goes on. I'm just saying on day of release, they are not there. Uh, most disappointed about the news one, because I was really looking forward to getting aggregated news, because I use Zyte a lot at the moment. I'm not a big fan of Flipboard, but Zyte I just love. Um, and I was hoping that the, I'd be able to use the, the new news app, because I know Mark's got in, his site's got in on it. Yes, it, it, news is a bit weird. The best way to describe it is Safari Reader View and bookmarks is the best way I can uh, describe it right now. Now, they do have like a feed or a pipeline where it says, here's some stories that you might be interested in. But I suppose in its most simplest context, it's literally just an RSS reader 
that manages to block out adverts unless you've got a website, which apparently mine does, and it says, click here to read the full article, and then it pumps you towards the website anyway. And because it uses Safari's rendering view and not Safari itself, it means even if you do have a content blocker installed, you will still see all the adverts. Hmm. Well, that's one. They're not, they're not allowing the content blockers to affect uh, news, are they? That's the whole point. They're serving the adverts instead. Yeah. But what, what it will happen is, so for example, if you click on uh, one of my stories, for some reason it only gives you like the first paragraph. To read the rest of the article, you click on the link, and then inside the news app, it will actually bring up my webpage. So then it basically is taking you from a reader-style view back to the website rather than going from the website into a reader view. Right. But, mm, okay. Okay. Well, I, 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 would, I would check it out, but I can't. <laughs> Carl, just to let you know, yep. uh, yes, it does. I have just typed in from where I am here to my office, and it's gone. It will take you one hour, 41 minutes on British Rail to King's Cross, and then from King's Cross, uh, you can get a bus or a tube, and it's pointed out the bus is the first option, uh, and told me there's also severe delays in central London currently because of uh, the weather. Well, mine doesn't. I, I literally live... 200 yards from the railway station and it says get a bus <laughs> and the I railway station i can't well not really unfortunately no so oh, that's yeah, given me trains that. national rail buses tubes everything it has but mine's not doing that that is weird that is weird that my one is still turn me to catch a bus go to the local place that does london overground <laughs> Do what all civilised people do in this part of the country. Get on a donkey and cart, give it a whip, and it'll take you on the one road in, one road out. See, this is what this is why village life has its has its uh, advantages. We have one road in, one road out. So when the zombie apocalypse comes, we're pretty much sorted. Right. Yeah, I think it's because Carl's in Enfield. It just doesn't want to do Enfield. Maybe. Maybe it is. Uh, if it's doing it for you... But- Maps have looked at it and just gone, yeah, we don't want to do that. No one in there gets a train. It's, it's too dangerous. Okay, that is that is weird that it's doing it on yours, but not on my... I'm going to... When we've done the show, I'm going to give you my postcode and uh, you see if it does it for you from my I have postcode. your postcode. I'll try it now. Okay, try that now. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to move on to our latch question from last week. So I did ask last week... With the, uh, no, sorry. This is next. Uh, what did you think of Apple's announcements? What did you like? What did you not like? Was there anything missing that you had really hoped you had see, seen included? Send us a latch and we'll discuss next week's show. And we've had some latches this week. First up, we have Gazmaz from the Money My Mac podcast. I think the biggest thing missing from uh, last week's um, event was 32 gigabytes. Need I say more? No. Yes. Where was the 32? Matt, come on. When are we getting rid of the 16 gig flipping option? Pass. <laughs> oh, dear. I've already Fin's- given you guys far too much information on that a few weeks ago. Vince uh, also is, uh, latched us a response uh, with a similar vein. 32 gigabytes isn't that expensive and isn't that hard to come across these days. So I'm really surprised that they're still pushing the 16 gigabyte models. Um, so that, that was disappointing. Um, the biggest surprise point for me was their announcement of the Apple Pencil. Not only does that sound silly, um, I do also recall Steve Jobs coming out ages ago just talking about how much he hated styluses. Now, I understand that this pencil is more meant for artistic drawing and more professional use rather than just simply 
tapping around on on the screen, but that still did surprise me a little bit. Um, otherwise, everything else I think was completely in line with the rumors, and everything else was pretty much expected. The whole um, 3D touch thing, I think um, we talked about a couple of weeks back, and and that's all very consistent to, to what we all thought. So, um, just my two cents. There you go. Would you any any comments on what Vince was saying there? No, I think the Steve Jobs thing was completely historical. Mm. Kind of, not bogus, but at the time, any touchscreen device, the iPhone was one of the first touchscreen devices that popularized it. And until then, it had been these really crappy, kludgy PCs that were really thick, had really horrible screens, and you were trying to put a stick onto a really bad Windows interface. Mm. So, you know, that's why Starlight didn't work. They totally work now. And And on an iPad, I wouldn't use an iPad without a stylus. And of course, as you say, that was the phone. It was a much smaller screen. But now, you know, yeah. once you got the iPad, artists wanted to draw on it, and they wanted to draw oh. it on with some sort of stylus. So, you know, I know he did, and even when the iPad came out, he did initially say, well, "You still don't need a stylus; just use your finger." But oh. I think that's a, a different argument. Um, next up, we have Alex. I think in general, it was all very positive. I think the iPad Pro. I, I don't know how much of a success it's going to be because it seems very, very expensive. I just think it's a lovely I mean yeah I do think a lovely toy is the only way I can put it people go on about what it's able to do in the productivity well I work in productivity I work in the arts I work in creation and um, the drawback and it always will be a drawback is 12.9 inches sounds great but it's still not really big enough for me to work on you know if you want to use it as a a wacom style tablet then that's great but to be honest proper high-end creation tools you you just need a bigger screen so as much oomph as they put in the thing it's really not actually up to the job because of the limitations on size there you go alex the thought um do do you agree paul with those comments the price mainly uh sort of no not really i I think (laughs) The price is not too bad. When you think of how much you're getting, what you're getting for it, I don't think the price is terrible. I, I don't agree with the, the screen size. You kind of do need it photographically because there is so much that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. But I've used Wacom tab- tablets that are smaller than an iPad Pro. I've been perfectly fine with them. I've used Wacom tablets that are bigger and not enjoyed them as much. I think the iPad Pro looks a good size to me. Do you reckon there's a possibility that in the future you could like use it as a Wacom-style um a, a touch service and then it will appear on your iMac whatever you're drawing well there's an app that does it already I can't, oh, I'm it? struggling to remember the name but it's touchscreen I think it is where you can uh, link your iPad to your iMac and yeah, use it, it as a uh, use it as a Wacom tablet Wacom style tablet now the one thing I didn't mention earlier, which I'll, I'll, I'll use now to, to bring it up is the fact that these Apple the, the apps that they showed when they um, they showed the presentation all well and good i mean firstly you got you had adobe doing its magic and then you had microsoft doing its magic now those are apps that obviously you pay a subscription for currently so you know they can put the time and the effort into these apps and they can they're obviously free in the app store but because you're paying a subscription somewhere else through another paying uh, structure what concerns me is if they want to continue to get companies to produce that level of quality of applications they're not going to want to sell them for 99p in the app store but not every app is. I mean, Procreate was one of the ones that they showed off, and I think that's £3.99. Now, that <laughs> might be too small a price, but the economy of scale, the amount that they're selling, might make up for that. And Photoshop was Photoshop was 800 quid hmm. when it was viable as in a box. 
now it's 50 quid. I mean, something like, I can't, because I get it through an educational um, uh, price. But I think it's 50 quid for everything in Creative Cloud a month, which is quite a lot, but it's not as much as buying it every year. Well, true. I mean, but, you know, some people are still resisting the fact of a subscription. They want to buy yeah. software outright, and I can understand that. But because um, you know, uh, just I'm just thinking of the, the the apps that they showed being used on the iPad. They're obviously going to have to. If if Apple was just going to say yes, you can just make a, an app for the iPad, and it will only show up there. Just like if you make a, just an iPad game, it will not show up on the iPhone store. Um, but it will vice versa. So I'm just thinking that how they going to if it's a pro supposedly a pro tool, how they're going to differentiate between these pro apps that need will need to sell an elevated price because you know the the customers probably are not there in in the amount of numbers that Crossy Road will get, for example. Oh. But um, I just I just wondered how they're going to deal with that because they've never when it comes to the App Store. Obviously, they do it in the Mac App Store. You've got some pretty expensive apps in there. But when it comes to iOS, everything's pretty cheap. I mean, I know when it was initially launched, there was that stupid Millionaires app where it didn't do anything apart yeah. from show you a jaw, and that was like nine hundred ninety nine quid. I think there's a limit now for nine hundred nine ninety nine pound ninety nine p or cents or whatever in the App Store. I could be wrong about that, but I was I think I vaguely remember reading that somewhere. Um, and it just I just wonder how they're going to get these companies to develop for the pad these fantastic apps because the structuring of the iPad Pro is not the same as the phone or the regular size app, um, uh, iPad, they can put much more, they've got much more real estate and they can put much more different blocks and stuff on there. And, but the real estate isn't, it, I mean, it sort of is a, an issue, but it isn't, it's just a different screen resolution. It doesn't change an art application per se. It's still the same thing. I mean, I'm, the irony is you can't charge that much for an app, but you can charge that much for an in-app purchase, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. And I, there often, I mean, I listen to the show every week, um, but I, and you will often rail against in-app purchases, which I fully agree with when it's something like Roxio and Angry Birds and pay £50 yeah. to unlock a skin for a new car in Angry Birds or Angry Birds car or whatever it was. And I think that's just disgusting. I, I hate that. But for an in-app purchase for an art application where you download it, you get the basic pens, a couple of pencils, whatever, you, you learn to use it, you work out if you like it or not, and then you pay five quid for the palette or the layers or whatever. I'm well up for that. And I think that's a fair way of doing it. Mm. One of my favorite art apps on the desktop is Pixelmator. And I think that's only 20 quid. And they, they make it work, the, you know, the economy of that. And that's nowhere near Photoshop price. Mm. I don't think things have to be 800 quid in a box anymore. You know, 3DS Max was £3,000 once upon a time. <laughs> I don't think software has to be that. I think if you can make an audio, if you can find an audience that wants to use Pixelmator or Outrage or Sketchbook or Procreate or whatever, if it's a fiver, then if you're selling that much more because it's affordable and people want it and people want to pick it up, mm-hmm. I, I think that's better. I think it's much better True. than paying £800 for Photoshop and forcing most people to pirate it. I mean, most people did, didn't they? Photoshop was probably so. the most pirated piece of software <laughs> after, out there. Well, after Windows. Yes. After Windows, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, and... and it's, it's like the iTunes economy. Um, if a song is 79B, will more people buy it than pirate it? Will that go into the music yeah. and the musicians? Well, it won't go to the musicians' office. It'll go to the labels. who don't give a flying what's it. But more people will buy it because it's affordable. Yeah. I mean, it's the same argument I use about iTunes movies. If they were not mm. all thirteen ninety nine, if they were like yeah. two ninety nine, one ninety nine, then it's a, a, you just a purchase. It's an impulse buy, and you just 
Don't even think about it. But uh, yeah, good point. Well, we'll see how the, they handle that in the future. Right, we've got one more from Paul. For me, it's got to be the Apple TV. I think the exciting thing about it is the adding of the App Store or apps that will run on the Apple TV, which will open hopefully the floodgates for BBC iPlayer and uh, Amazon Prime players and Kodi maybe and lots and lots of different apps, which, let's face it, makes Apple so good or Apple products so good. And, um, you know, the chance of uh, them having a built-in players for UK-type programs is most probably a step too far because of the licensing that uh, they have to go through. The only disappointing thing when looking at the specs is that it hasn't got an optical out so i'm not certain how you would have to well or if you would be able to connect it um i guess the only way is to buy a new system for your television and um and hopefully the hdmi would feed it into your television and then into the sound surround because when you're watching films sound surround is the best Oh yes, it certainly is. Yes, that that port's gone. Unfortunately, HDMI only. If you've if you've got if your old stereo or your TV needs that optical port, unfortunately, no, it's not going to do do much good at the moment. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the Apple TV as well, and um, and all it's going to bring us. Now, Matt, you got some updates for us regarding my transit woes. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I just tried mapping from my place to Carl's. And yeah, gone through fine. No. It's picked up British Rail. It's no. picked up. Um... No. Hang on. No, you've got to do it from my place to the Tower uh, Liberty Bounds because that's the one I did. That's the one you've got to do. So while you're Hang doing that, I'll record this week's Latch question, shall we? Now, hopefully, I haven't actually tried Latched on iOS 9, so hopefully this will still work. Um, and I won't have to tell Vince, oh, he's not working. So here we go. Hi, this is Carl Madden. Hi, this is Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth Show. And with this week's latched question, what do you think of today's launch of iOS 9? And what have you discovered within the new OS? Are there any features you are really enjoying? Is there anything that currently bugs the heck out of you? And what do you hope might be addressed in the first update? I know what mine is already. Anyway, so if you'd like to leave us a latch, we'd play it back on next week's show. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much. Right, so that will be on Latched very shortly, and it will be under Mac and Forth episode 72 question of the week. So if you want to head on over to Latched, download the app, sign up, and respond if you wish. Matt. Actually, sorry, can I just ask quickly? Oh, not say quickly. When you say hopefully Latch still works on iOS 9, that's kind of, that's a little bit different to Apple. It just works. Yes, because. And that is kind of how Apple software is. Hopefully, comma, it still works. That's, that's a bit of a less good advertising campaign. It's been like that for some considerable time. I, I know, think. yeah. Um, Matt, how, how long does it take to put in an address, really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I cleared it and went somewhere else oh, instead. It's two addresses. <laughs> Are you going to give us an update before gotcha. I move on? Yep, it's just pulling it up now. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Right, this is now saying 56 minutes. Right. So that's a lot shorter than one hour 20. What's it, what route is it saying? Uh, so what's this showing? This is showing um, train and then circular oh, underground. Show me, sir. Show me on the screen. I do not. <laughs> is this true? Uh, yeah. See, no, no, that's, that's the wrong one. That's, 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 that's not National Rail. That's overground, which is, I know it's a railway, but that's not National Rail. So it is not working. 
Ha 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 ha! It is working. It works for me. There's oh, only okay. one person we found that it doesn't work for you. Well, this I'm the most important, obviously, as was, as you pointed out early. If it doesn't work for me, that's it. Doomed anyway. Now, okay, sure. simple answer. Move out of Enfield. Yeah, you've said that a number of times. Right then, shall we um, move on to our worth of tweets this week? Right up. So first up, Paul, I think, since you're our guest this week. What's your worth a tweet this week? Uh, like, right. Okay. So Starlight, I'm, I am I like Starlight. I tend to accidentally buy two or three a week. And my <laughs> the one I've been using for the past month and really like is called an IBO pen, I-B-I-O-P-E-N. Uh, you can get on Amazon for $29.99. It's a Bluetooth-connected pen. You press a button, it pairs with your device, and it works on... Uh, I use it on a, a range of things, um, um, Windows, Android, and iOS devices, and it's pretty seamless. I found a couple of all-in-one desktops it doesn't work on, but for the most part, it's worked with everything I'm prone to add. Hmm. Um, but the reason why I like it, it's a bit like the Jot script, which, you know, obviously, um, Matt and Carl, you've both used. That's pretty much exactly like the Jot script. <laughs> is that the one or two? It's the one, isn't it? Um, uh, that's, that's the one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it pairs immediately. You press that button, it's connected. It's so fast. Whereas the Jot script, you press the button, and then you've got to wait half a second for it to pair with the device, which I, I like. But now that I've got a pen that, that goes in immediately, I far prefer that. Um, I don't know. My script 2 is a lot quicker than the 1. This is the 1. My 2 is in my bag over on that mm-hmm. side of the room. But the 2 is a lot quicker pairing than the 1 is. But the IBO pen, it's also got, it's, it's, um, it feels nice in the hand. There are a number of... I haven't tried the script two. I've tried the script one. Um, the script two looks a bit too much like the pixel point, the jot pixel point, and I don't like any stylus where the, the battery in the back is heavier than the front. So you draw on the screen, but you're constantly feeling this pressure of the battery above the centre of gravity of your hand. Mm. And I don't like that mm. for long periods of time that I'm using it. And the IBO pen, the weight's in the front, and it's also a AAA battery, so it's quite light. Uh, and you just if you run out of juice... You don't have to find a USB charger to charge it on. Or the dongle, which is easy to lose, you just go to a pound shop, get a new set of batteries, stick one in, and you're good to go. It's it's not a perfect style, so there's no pressure sensitivity, but I've been using it for yonks. It's the one that I reach. I mean, in my bag, I've got about nine or ten styli that always. It's the one that I reach for first. Okay, and what, what's, your, um, what's your app for drawing of choice at the moment on the iPad? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I I like a lot of different apps, and it depends on the mood that I bring into it. The one that I go to more often than not, I mean, like 80% of the time is ArtRage, which I love to pieces. ArtRage is a very cheap app. It's one ninety nine, two ninety nine, something like that. It works on a range of devices. It's brilliant on iPad. Um, a little bird... Hey, I get to be mad. I can't tell you <laughs> what it's like, but they are updating it in a couple of weeks' time. And I understand it's a, it's a very good update, um, significant in many, many ways. It's a re- uh, ArtRage is fabulous on the iPad. And the nice thing about ArtRage is it connects to ArtRage on your iMac. So you can draw something on iPad, export it to your iMac, upscale it, render out the animation, everything. Um, it's, it's a really nice art application. Oh, good stuff. I, to check. I think I have bought that in the past, actually. It's probably in my history, in my purchases. I'll try and grab it again. Right then, um, thank you very much for that. Matt, what have you got for us? Um, okay, so mine is a, a drive system. And what it's basically by... 
It's not a case. Say again? It's not a case. No, it's not a case it's this not, time. It's not a Kickstarter before you say <laughs> Indiegogo. <laughs> Wow. Uh, this is by Lacey. Let's so mark, Lacey let's, drives. Let's mark this day in history. <laughs> Look, I've suggested, what, two or three cases, a couple of stands, a couple of Kickstarter bits. I don't know where this thing has come from that I, all I of my actual I don't know. I wonder where. I wonder where. Reality, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so this is basically a Lacey. I've, I've got one here in my hand, actually. Um, it's a rugged drive. But it's a four terabyte RAID drive in there, and it's got a built-in Thunderbolt port. So literally, I'll do it on the screen. That bit opens up. Cable is integrated into the wow. unit. That's nice. And yeah, you also does USB three as well. So it comes with a USB USB three B cable. Yeah, USB three cable as well as a bit from that. But the Thunderbolt cable integrates directly into it. So it means that you can just throw it in your bag and it's just got it all in one piece. And yeah, I've just bought a load of these and fantastic drives. So you can use them in RAID 0 or RAID 1. So you can either use it as obviously um, striped or in standard RAID. So you can have a 4TB complete or you can use it as two TBs mirrored. And great little drives, you throw them around because they're rugged set. So they're shock absorbed. And oh, love no. these. Um, they're waterproof as well. Really? So we, we could test that. You throw it in the bath and we can test <laughs> if you lose all your valuable data off it. I'll be honest, I haven't tried throwing it in the bath yet, but like I said, it got soaked today in the rain, in the, the way the weather was today in London, and it's what was on the side here because it was drying out. Uh, and yeah, it's been fine. So uh, retail at 342. So they're a little bit expensive. They do a two terabyte version as well, which is two one TB drives in there that you can also do in RAID. Um, and yeah, I've put an Amazon link in there from that. And if you obviously do it through Amazon, use our actual Mac and forth link at the same time. And obviously, then we get a little bit of a kickback on that as well for a beer. Indeed, indeed. Thank you very much for that, Matt. My one this week, I finally decided to try some of these third-party bands from your Apple Watch. So I headed over to Amazon and I, I picked two. I picked a, a beige or sort of tan leather one which is okay it's it's not particularly fantastic um i need to wear it in because at the moment it's absolutely rigidly straight so i need to like flex it and tear it and bend it in a bit but the one i really liked is i bought a stainless steel strap uh, a black version and i really like it I, the only problem is i showed it to russ when we were recording airwaves the other day and he goes oh look you've got a casio watch <laughs> but uh, it looks it looks uh, i took some photos and i put them on our facebook page it doesn't the photos don't do it justice because because it's black and as soon as you like any light just reflects straight off it and it makes it look like it's silver but it's absolutely jet black and it's 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 really nice now how it was 30 quid now how long it will hold up over time once i start knocking it and scratching it and things like that that's a different matter so that'll be an ongoing investigation but just for 30 quid Considering what is the Apple one about 150 quid they want for that strap, the buck, the um, stainless. Uh, yeah, the black one you can't buy on its own. Yeah, can, can you? you can, well, you, they, they, they just edibles. okay, yeah. But uh, it's a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I had to take a link out. It comes with a little link removal tool as well, which took me like 
a minute to to, to fix, uh, and it's really nice. I'll be wearing it on Friday. You can have a look on Friday, Matt, when you uh, when you see it. But uh, yeah, so that is the Apple Watch Jet Tech 42 millimeter stainless steel strap wristband. There's a few of them on there as well on Amazon if you just search through, and uh, some of them are cheaper, some of them are more expensive. If you want to give that a go, link again will be in the show description. Um, Baz, again, another week where we didn't really know you was there, sir. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, um, it's all about quality see, <laughs> rather than the quantity. <laughs> anyway, what's your... That's, um, that's well, what I tell myself. He's anyway. been talking all the way through the show. He's just been on mute. He hasn't realised. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could be right. Um, yeah, so my, my, mine this week is, um, uh, as I've said in the show notes there, it's not an app. It's not a shiny thing. It's just somebody asked me a question at the weekend. So my wife said to me, she was doing something on the iPad, and she said, how do I do a screen grab from this? I thought, it, uh, you know what, I don't know. <laughs> and so I looked it up, and yeah, so and I found out how to do a screen grab from an iPad, which is uh, press the power button and home button simultaneously, your little camera noise goes off, and there you go. Done. Welcome to 2012. <laughs> I know, awesome. Oh, yeah, but it's okay if you know that. If you don't know that, it's a revelation. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, thank you very much for that, Baz. Uh, Mark, have you got one for us, sir? Yeah, this one came about in one of the best times ever to try and organise a playlist to go running with, i.e. 20 minutes before the start. Now, I didn't know about this feature. Probably lots of people do. But did you know that instead of doing what I did, which was go into a track, download it, go into another track, download that, then add all those tracks that you've just downloaded to a playlist, you can go... <coughs> excuse me. You can create a playlist add those songs to the playlist and then clicking on the three buttons down in the bottom right hand corner it's you can click on a little thing that says make all available offline yes. now what that does if you've got your music stored in iTunes match or, or Apple music or you've got subscription it will download everything in that playlist it does indeed this is what I use when I know I'm going to go on a tube welcome to three months ago yeah exactly <laughs> no again it's a handy little feature no. the thing is when it comes to Apple Set Music the man who bought an orangeless C hard disk I mean how old are they now again it's one of those things it's hidden in Apple Music if you know it fantastic if you don't know it's a revelation so there you go yeah, there's still people discovering that you can dismiss notifications on your Apple Watch from swiping down from the top, so I'm almost relevant. Well, hard press as well, or deep press on your Apple Watch clears all notifications. You mean false so touch? False touch, sorry, yes. If, if uh, deep press doesn't work, you false touch. <laughs> Rick, <laughs> Rick, did you want to say your one on here? Uh, well, I think Guy had it last week. He did, and your mic's breaking up again as well, so I don't know what's yeah, going no, on. No, we'll leave that one. We'll <laughs> Okie dokie. Right then, so let's move on to our reviews. We've actually got four reviews this week from our wonderful listeners. Thank you very much. Um, now, I was going to ask... So Rick, Guy's threat last week worked then? Uh, yeah, obviously so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was going to ask Rick to read the first one, but since his mic's crapping out... Barry, do you want to have a, a stab at that first one there? Stabby Stabberson. Uh, okay, so this is um, this is from Just Cinderella, 10th of September, 2015. Excellent, comprehensive show that helps you feel you have your finger on the pulse of the Apple world and a sweet touch at the end where we are reminded not to be elitist because we use Apple products. Thank you so much. There you go. Thank you very much, Just Cinderella. Um, Matt, do you want to take the second one there, please? Okay, so this is by Bill the Bodger, <laughs> and he says, first choice... Each week, I listen to several Mac and tech-related podcasts, plus several others I dip into occasionally, either because they have started to bore or annoy me. 
Following last week's Apple keynote, a rash of shows came out, so I had quite a choice. Interestingly to note that one listened to first, yes, it was my mates at Mac and Forth. First choice as always. Ah, oh, thank you very much, Builder Bodger. Five stars. Yes, five stars. Thank you very much, Builder Bodger. Um, Mark, do you want to take that third one since I think Rick's is still crapping out on his mic? Well, yeah, and following up a five-star review with another five-star review. This is from Johnny Basic on the 14th of September. As good, of, as good if not better, than Matt Break and this British. I've listened to Leo and Co on Matt Break for years and always thought that was the best Apple podcast. I was wrong. This is better in a whole host of ways. The Mac and Forth team seems to provide a bit more real-world notes and its view of Apple is from a UK perspective. It's also advert-free and they manage to avoid talking over each other. Well, most of the time anyway. <laughs> I've been listening for over a year now and it's my go-to listen whenever a new episode's appeared while out for a run. Big thanks to all of you for giving up your time to help UK Apple fans make the most of their kit. Thank you very much, Johnny Basic. Wonderful uh, sentiments there. Well, I love Mac Break Weekly. I've got to say, Mac Break Weekly, I listen to it every week. I do love that show. Um, right, fourth one. This is from Cacophony X. Cacophony X. <laughs> Cacophonics. <laughs> yes, well done. Uh, this is a review of a thing. Uh, four stars. Four stars? Go on, Rick. What do you have to say about that? Where's my bloody fifth star? That's what I've got to say about that. <laughs> Hello, weeks go by with no reviews and then a low turn up at once. I wonder if last week's show has some kind of bribery included. Always worth checking. Anyway, I could, would heartily recommend this podcast if you like some men talking about Apple products. Well, men. Well, I ordered a pink phone. Anyway, despite the attempts of technology, somewhat ironically, to derail the show, Carl, also known as King Carl or Mr. Madden or Henrik the Obelisk, manages to keep things trundling along and is accompanied on a regular basis by a man of unknown international origin, referred to as Matt, a cyclist called McCorrescent, and occasionally a gentleman called Barry, or Alex, or both. Oh, and there's a humongous roundup, um, humongous, humorous, sorry, roundup of the week's news with Missy, who is a legend, both here and on Facebook. I quite agree. Uh, that's about it. I bell all off now since I'm in a library, and there's a seven-year-old hitting me with the, over the head with the back of a Minecraft. Ooh, that sounds painful. Four out of ten, or five, beat that trip advisor. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Um, if you'd like to uh, leave us a review, just like our four wonderful reviews this week, please head on over to iTunes and just tap in Mac and Forth. Find us on there and leave us some stars and review. We'd love to hear from you very much. So where can you get hold of us? Well, actually, before we, get you, we say that, we are planning a booze up on Friday, September the 25th at the Rising Sun, which is near St. Bath Bart's Hospital or some, St. Bath... Oh. Do you want to start all that again? No, there's some Bart's Hospital, sorry, uh, just around the corner. If you'd like to come and join us and meet the gang, we'll be there drinking and uh, just come along. It's not, we're not setting anything up special. We're not organising a room. We're just going to be there that night drinking beer and having a merry old time. If you want to come along and join Mostly us. Mostly feel- taking the mickey out of Carl with his pink iPhone. Yes, basically, because it would have arrived that very day. So uh, I will be there with my pink phone. So come and abuse me a little if you so wish. We'll be getting there from 6pm till we get kicked out, basically. So that'll be about 6.15. Um, yeah. And that was... So, yeah, as soon as they see your phone. I will, I will post the details on Facebook and on our website and on Google Plus as well if you want to come and join us again. 
No sign up, no nothing. Just come along if you want to come and meet us. Uh, where can you get hold of us normally? Well, as I just mentioned, you can come and find us on our Google Plus community or on our Facebook page. Come and give us a like on Facebook and see all the things that we post there. Email macandforth at gmail.com. Twitter is at macandforth. Our website is obviously macandforth.com. We're also on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio if you so wish. And this week, since a lot of our picks were from the Amazon uh, store any of the links if you use them through our show description will give us a little bit of money through our amazon's associate links so that's pretty much it so everybody where can we get hold of you matt best place myself is gonna be through twitter and it's mustang matt 69 good stuff sir uh rick also on twitter i'm at mccorriston as opposed to at mccroissant <laughs> <laughs> and barry where can we get hold of you sir uh, at wobblefoot on twitter Good stuff. And Mark? You can get hold of me on Twitter at Ocean Speed. <coughs> if I'm not having a heart attack, I might write something. Are you, you're okay there. Are you dying or something? Oh, bugger. <coughs> you can also catch me when I'm not dying on Essential Mac and the occasional writing on my Mac and the Rampant Mumblings podcast uh, coming up this week. Good stuff. And Paul, thank you very much for coming along today and joining us. That's okay. It was a pleasure. Where can we get hold of you, sir? Uh, any well, YouTube, Flickr, uh, Twitter, all under the surname Kerkal, K E R C A L. And if I can ask a small favour, sure. Um, on Thursday night and Friday night next week, I've got nineteen students each night going to Eurogamer, and they're going to work their socks off uh, drawing, teaching people how to draw, uh, teaching digital photography, all sorts uh, at Eurogamer. So first off, if you're in Birmingham and you want to come to Eurogamer, or you're coming to Eurogamer. Come and say hi. We'll be on the Cosplay stand. We'll be on the Ubisoft stand. And we've got our own little stand in the main hall. But on Twitter, at Kakao, K-E-R-C-A-L, if you would be kind enough to sponsor the pizza <laughs> for the students at the end of the night, um, I've spent a lot of my graphics budget to get them there. I can't afford to feed them. And they're going to work their socks off. I feel really bad that they're paying to do this. They're paying for the hotel um, fees and stuff like that. Uh, the closest hotel that we could get to Eurogamer was 12 miles away, so we've got to get taxis there. Uh, so it's all a bit expensive. It's going to be brilliant, but any help's great. If anyone fancies buying a pizza for a kid to say, well done, you're working hard as a student, well done, uh, give me a tweet on Twitter and I'll email you some details. Excellent. Good stuff, Paul. Thank you very much. Um, is, you've got a website where we can look at your work as well, by the way. Uh, yes, I'm as kirkow.co.uk. Excellent stuff. My name's Carl Mann. You can get hold of me on Twitter at Clause01. That's our show for this week. Please come and come again next week and come and listen to us do it all again. As maybe, maybe iOS 9 plays nice for me. We'll see. And no, I won't have my pink phone yet, will I? It'll be the week after. No, it'll be the week after. Oh well. Until then, stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. See ya. Bye. Turn up. <laughs>